Good evening. All right, as our friends are making their way in, glad that you're here <clears throat> tonight. My apologies in advance for whatever seems to be running down the nasal passageways there. But uh, welcome to Voices of Gen U, our second night. And I hope that um, I hope that many of you were here last week and you you're kind of in the rhythm of what we're doing. But I know we have a, a few new faces here tonight. So just to let you know what the rhythm is, um, each night for we have what after this three more sessions, uh, we will have two preachers, and none of these preachers are full time pastors. Uh, so they're all they're all getting up here and sharing the word of the Lord just in the most raw and authentic way possible. And that was my only request when I reached out to them was, don't get up here and try and do a sermon. These people hear lots of sermons. What we want you to do is deliver the word of the Lord. Deliver the word that the Lord has put into your heart and into your life. In fact, God is going to use your voice to minister to us. So I was here last week, and um, between... Uh, Elsie's message, um, you know, Elsie re reminded me um, that just it was a message of, of desire. It was a message of I want more of the Lord. I want less of me. I want more of the Lord. And then Ed <clears throat> breaking down what Christ, who Christ is and what he's done for us in our lives and um, how he has led um, as a spectacle, the forces and the things that we would grapple with that he has triumphed and overcome. Uh, but I have no expectation that tonight will be anything like that. In fact, I'm expecting that tonight will be completely different than that because the voices that we have up here are completely different than the voices that we had last week. So if there's any temptation to compare in any way one speaker to the next speaker, that's like, what is that like? That's like comparing Willie Nelson to Michael Jackson. Like how you just can't. Like why would you, why would you even do that? You, you can't do that. What we're not listening for is a proper sermon. What we're listening for is the word of the Lord through that person's mouth, through that person's life, right? So our first speaker today is Johnny Moses. Uh, I'm going to read his bio because I thought it was great. Uh, Master Sergeant retired. Johnny Moses is a 21-year veteran of the U.S. Army. Last 15 years were with 7th Special Forces Group A. He earned his Green Beret and began his career with the 7th SFGA Group November 2000. Johnny began as a Special Forces medic and was promoted into the position of Operations Sergeant at the team, company, and battalion level. And tonight... He is your preacher. Would you welcome Johnny Moses? Hello. Good evening, church family. How's everybody doing? We had a little bit of technical difficulties, and uh, I need some uh, visual cues. So if you're sitting up front, you'll probably see this. If not, sorry for the technical issues. Um, I really have no idea why Pastor Tommy asked me to be up here. I'm not as uh, well-versed in the Bible as some of you. Um, but I, I just want to tell you my story, uh, what brought me here to Genu, um, what kept us here to, at Genu, and a moment that really uh, changed my life, our life. 
Uh, the photo that you see right now is uh, of my granny. May she rest in peace. Uh, she was my basis of everything religious in my family. Uh, the majority of my family drank, did drugs, or uh, had a master's degree in both of those put together. Um, my granny basically, uh, you know, as a matriarch, she always used to ask me, hey, Johnny, did you pray? Did you pray last night? And I would always, every night, get on my knees and pray. Just so when my grandma asked me, I would tell her, yes, ma'am, I prayed. Um, so that was, uh, that was pretty much the extent of my, my uh, church upbringing. <laughs> every so often we go to church for Christmas uh, in the uncomfortable pews, and uh, I'd hear some arts and doubts, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, so... Um, so yeah, so that, that was the basis of uh, church in my life. Uh, we didn't really have anyone that took me to church regularly and uh, really broke, broke down scripture or uh, ever opened the Bible. Um, uh, so th fast forward, uh, after graduating high school, I joined the military, was in there for three years, uh, got out, went to college, met my hottie Hattati in uh, at Florida State. Uh, I had some issues with my, uh, my mother had some medical issues, and I re-enlisted back in the military, and I uh, was at Hawaii for a little while, and that was a terrible post. Um, while, <laughs> while in the military, I had some major, major things happen to me. Uh, my, my grandmother had some issues, and uh, I called back, and there was, there was a group that she was with, and uh, the main, I don't know what they call them, uh, pastor, maybe pastor, basically told me that if she, she had a nick or a cut or a major bleed that they couldn't do anything because of their religion. That really kind of weighed heavily on my soul, and I'll, I'll tell you I'm not proud of the things that I said and that I did. <clears throat> I wasn't very happy, and, it, and it, it separated me from the church. It pushed me away because of my ignorance, because I didn't go into Scripture, because I didn't know God's Word. Um, but I was very upset about that. My grandmother did make it through that surgery, but it, uh, that spike was there, and it, and, it, and it became larger. Fast forward to uh, 1998, Pastor Charlie, and this happened. Forces cannot be created 
Special Forces Group. Airborne. Yeah, all right, pretty sexy. Everybody's ready to enlist. All right, so one of the phases of Special Forces is uh, the medical sergeant's course. I figured after I was a young ranger and I uh, went to go get a job and they were like, oh, you're a ranger? See the bucket of hammers? Take that upstairs to the smart guys. All right, uh, kind of figured out that I needed to have something uh, to be a father and to learn things. And I thought, man, that's pretty sexy. I'm gonna go get a little bit of that. The medical sergeant's course was 88 of us. We made it all the way uh, through. Uh, 88 started, eight of us made it to the end, and that's one of the six phases to get my Green Beret. So for Johnny Moses, born in Managua, Nicaragua, a little fishing community in Nicaragua, this was a pretty amazing feat to me. I thought this was everything. Again, didn't really help me with my, uh, my walk with the Lord. Um, so, no, we can't do that again. So uh, here's, I just had a few photos of me, uh, 2002. Um, we began the, the campaign in Afghanistan. I was a special forces medic, you know, saw quite a few things. Uh, 2002 wasn't quite as hectic if you aren't aware of how things are set up. Uh, 2002, everything was basically, uh, we, were, we were winning the war. There was no really, uh, there was no really IEDs or anything like that. Um, forces got shifted um, and we started seeing more IEDs. We started seeing more, uh, severe injuries and it was pretty, pretty catastrophic. I uh, just have a picture of uh, us finding one of the multiple um, caches of uh, IEDs and you know, different explosive devices. And as a medic, uh, I try to supervise things because I was a lazy medic. I didn't want to do any work, so I just made sure no one got blowed up. Then I didn't have to do all the, all the trabajo, all right? All right, so, uh, oh, my little muñequitas are on there. So I just need to cover a few things. So it's from 2002, uh, my next trip over was 2006. 2006 is highlighted in uh, bold red because that's when things changed. ID started, the enemy got reinforced because we shifted forces to Iraq. Things began uh, getting more hectic, ex more explosions. Um, uh, at one point in 2006, every three to four weeks, I, either, I had to sort through uh, four people that uh, were blown up, and uh, I was I was the person responsible to put them in bags and uh, and and managing four people within my clinic. Uh, 2008, 2009, 2010, and 2011 were my deployments. Each deployment was six to nine months long, and I wasn't home for more than three months. Uh, had a lot of blast exposures, uh, cumulative concussive events, which led to uh, anger, anxiety, uh, depression, memory loss. Um, and I came to a realization uh, that I was no longer a Green Beret. That's a, that was a pretty, pretty hard pill to swallow, um, not, not being there. Uh, this led to uh, self-medication, right? It was a social, like we know, social drinking, and then it just turns into uh, a little bit more. Um, 2011, we moved here to, um, to Niceville, and... Um, uh, the BRAC move, uh, we were up at uh, Fort Bragg for 11 years and then we moved here in 2011 uh, after being there for 11 years. So no longer Green Beret, but I'm still doing work, uh, having memory issues. Uh, I couldn't, uh, my last trip I managed 590 some people, uh, Afghans with two interpreters. And uh, I basically trained them, uh, secured 41 kilometers of white space, which is just 
no one could get in there because we, we kept it secure. And it was me and five other Green Berets for 41 kilometers. So, um, and then I come home and I, I can't do multitasking. So I'm just kind of building a picture to you where I'm slowly but surely deteriorating and I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards alcohol was my, was my great friend. Uh, so we went for the search uh, for churches in 2011. We went to all kinds of churches and uh, I, got to, I got to like look up and down. I walked to the front of the, my test was I walked to the front pew and, and then I'd walk back and uh, not very many people said hello and uh, it wasn't some place I was gonna stay. 2015, I found Gen U, and then people wouldn't stop bothering me from like the parking lot. And I was like, bro, I'm like, what do you want? Like, I'm not, I'm not, not, you got a plate out here? What's the deal? Right? So uh, that first trip we got here, um, as soon as the ladies came and visited us, my baby girls, our universes, they basically were like, hey, we're staying. I was like, yeah, it seems pretty, pretty solid. Uh, Pastor Phil gave a, my, my, my presentation was named uh, 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 sermon, a hymn and a, sermon and a hymn. Uh, Pastor Phil, I, I came to church, but I was kind of just here to save my children. I, I didn't think I could be. I didn't think I, I, I was worthy of that. I didn't think uh, that was possible. Uh, I was here for my kids, um, my children. Um, and one day, Pastor Phil uh, did a sermon and he was like, Johnny Moses. Everything he said, I was just like. And um, he spoke about being a father, uh, being a father, like God the Father. God our Father in heaven is a perfect example of what a father should be. Strong, courageous, compassionate, and even-tempered. Temp- even something I was far from. We should do well to follow his example in all that we do. Um, a few months later, I heard this hymn, and I was just like, wow, that's freaking amazing. And uh, it, those two things were really a turning point for me. You might have heard it. Uh, I am no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. And uh, I, I started believing that, uh, listening to Pastor Phil and, uh, and getting some fellowship from some other members of the church. Um, but still, I, I was still dealing with the fact that I was no longer a Green Beret. And, uh, but those, that, that sermon really resonated with me uh, for, for some time. Um, then one day in my house, as you can see on the screen, uh, I got the perfect margarita. My wife and I were going out. And... Uh, my youngest little girl handed me the best margarita you've ever seen in your life. And I thought about the, the, the sermon that Pastor Phil put out. And, uh, and I thought, man, like, what, am, what am I doing? The Lord spoke to me that day and said, look where you're teaching your kids. Like you're worrying about being a Green Beret. I gave you children. And look what you're teaching them. That day I told my little girl to go pour that thing out in the sink and I'll never drink, never drink alcohol again. And I'm going to put, put my kids first and my wife that I neglected for a lot of years. And I was at, depressed, had anxiety, was angry at not being a Green Beret when the Lord had blessed me with children and a wonderful wife that stuck, 
stuck next to me. So, uh, so I've been dry since August 20, 2015. I haven't touched alcohol ever again. Um, Praise the Lord for that one, huh? That was God's work. Sorry if I'm going over, Pastor Tommy. Um, February 2016, I made the decision to pass up a $150,000 bonus to retire from the military and to do what God had asked me to do, and that's to be a father to my children and a husband to my daughter, to my wife, not my daughter. Uh, I, I, I did the one thing Green Berets don't do, and I looked for help. Uh, I got therapy, and I got, I got help for the things that I, that I needed. Um, concussive events are, that's why I have this computer up here, because I could have probably given you this sermon without, uh, without eight years ago without needing a computer, but I can't do it now, because I forget things, and my kids can attest to that, because they make fun of me in the morning when I walk out the door and walk back in seven times. <laughs> so, to, so to cut this thing short, uh, so my new mission is my family. God's work is to do what the Lord had asked me to do, to be a father to my children, to leave alcohol alone, to leave partying and getting after it. Don't get me wrong. I am, uh, I am a sinner. I sin every day. I, I wish I could be a perfect child of God, but I'm, I'm working at it. I'm working as hard as I can. I could do better. My focus is my family, my church, and healing. Again, we still struggle, but, uh, but we're getting after it as a family. And if you guys could see this, this is the most important thing in my life now, is my family, both my family here, my church family, and my community. And I just thank you, Pastor Phil. I thank you for that sermon. I thank you for your leadership. I thank you for the fact that you don't sit up here and holier than thou, but you, you let us know that you are as imperfect as every other man. I thank you for that. I just want to say a quick prayer over us. Lord, I, th I thank you for blessing me with and getting me to the place that I am. I ask you to, to continue to work through Pastor Phil and the other pastors in this church because we need it. Everyone here can be better. We can be better Christians. We can be better, better fathers, better sons, better better daughters, better mothers. And we just ask you, we just ask you for the wisdom and the strength to get up each day to live our life better, to strengthen our bodies and our minds so we can better serve you, Lord. We can better serve our community through your strength and your example. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Good, right? How long? Uh, you no, you're. 15. Well, you were on time except for the prayer. Yeah, the prayer. I didn't. I had to minute. do the prayer though. Pastor Phil is like sitting right there. <laughs> hey. Don't, yeah. Oh, I gotta sit. All right. Yeah, let's right. do our thing. Sorry, we didn't rehearse this part. I tell our speakers, take as long as you want. It's twenty dollars a minute for everything over fifteen. <laughs> it's fine. All checks payable to Generations United. What age did you, what age did you uh, enlist? 
Uh, so I enlisted my junior year in uh, in the military. So I was uh, or in high school. I was 17 when I enlisted, and uh, my mom was not very happy, like at all. So you have the opportunity to go back, and you see 17-year-old Johnny sitting there. What do you say to that kid? Um. I would tell Johnny that when she leaves the house, um, to not stray, not stray from the church, to crack a crack the good book as opposed to all the other books that I cracked. So you're doing work right now, and didn't really get into a lot of that, but it's like you were leaving the hospital <laughs> to make it over here today. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the work that you're doing these days? So um, uh, after I retired, um, uh, Seven Special Forces Group uh, made a position, a civilian position for me as a recovery care coordinator. So I manage all the wounded and injured soldiers that are uh, attached to Seventh Group. Uh, I work through Special Operations Command, assigns an advocate to any wounded and injured. We also uh, take care of our veterans and uh, um, uh, pretty good, nice. So, uh, so today, um, the the majority of my job is just connecting people with resources and uh, and just what I think God God has asked me to do. Um, a uh, a lady called Seven Special Forces Group today and said that her Vietnam era uh, double purple heart recipient was in the hospital and had had a mild stroke, and she said that. Um, Last time he was in a hospital, Green Berets came by there, kicked him in the butt, and he literally felt better. And that's just how we are. Once we get in the room, you sit up a little straighter when another Green Beret gets in there. So um, I had to, I was hoping not to be late, because I told Pastor Tommy I'd be here by six. But uh, so we just drove down there and uh, set out an all call for Green Berets everywhere to, to meet me at the hospital and, uh, and to, to minister to this gentleman. and. Uh, God is great. The, the nurse told me that's the most this gentleman has talked since he's gotten in the hospital. So I'm, so I'm pretty happy about that. Lies. Nice. What? <laughs> I'm just listening.